Welcome to Business as a Magical Practice, where your business is the vehicle for your self-integration and soul evolution. My name is Sam Garcia, and I'm the founder of Dirty Alchemy Digital Marketing. I'll be guiding you through how you can use your business as a spiritual practice and what magical businesses are doing to hit their goals and change the world. Together, we'll be relating the mystical to the world of business so that our work can unite spirit and matter, shadow and light, conscious and unconscious. Let's dive in. Okay, hi everyone. Welcome back to Business as a Magical Practice. We have a very special episode today. Our very first interview with a magical business owner sharing their story and insights in how they're growing their business and using it for their spiritual growth and soul evolution. So today I have my dear friend, the amazing Amanda Poole Walsh from Astrology Hub. Hi, Amanda. This is so much fun, Samantha. Thank you for having me. You guys, I got a text that was like, I'm starting a podcast. Will you be on it? And when she told me the title of it, I was like, are you kidding me? This is like my dream podcast to be interviewed on. So I'm very happy to be here with you, Samantha, and with all of you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And and we get to be in the same room right now, which is really exciting. Yes, it never happens. Oh my gosh. So quick background in case you do not know her. Amanda Poole Walsh, MS, is the CEO and founder of Astrology Hub, an online platform for astrological guidance and education reaching over 90,000 astrology lovers worldwide. Amanda is the host of the top-ranking Astrology Hub podcast, featuring conversations with the best astrologers in the world today. Amanda blends her diverse background in business leadership, psychology, digital marketing, and media with her passion for astrology, spirituality, and personal growth. I mean, oh my god. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So I know you pretty well. I even lived with you for nine months. So I do think that this podcast is going to be an interesting one and all over the place. Are you fine with that? Oh my gosh. Yes, because out of chaos comes order. So yes, it's perfect. We'll just flow with it. Okay, perfect. So I know that you were a business owner before your spiritual awakening, and that was like a whole ordeal, whole process. And I was curious if you could tell us how running a business before your spiritual awakening and after your spiritual awakening How is that different? How is it better now, harder now, whatever it is now? Mm, Okay. Before spiritual awakening, I was in New York City. I was the only woman at most meetings, most presentations. I was in the technology arena. So imagine New York City, very young, very like cutthroat, very very results-oriented, really all about matter, right? All about like generating profit. It was very void of true meaning and purpose. Although I was able to find that within the organization that I was running because I loved the people. Mm -hmm. So there was always this, okay, I'm going to create a sense of family Mm -hmm. and community within my organization. But the work we were doing out in the world – it was just, you know, black and white. Yeah. And and you you get results or you don't. And it wasn't about like transformation and spiritual growth and any of that. It was just like it didn't exist. Um, so I eventually hit a wall with it mm-hmm. where um I was traveling all the time, I was exhausted, I had just had my first daughter. Whenever I would leave in the morning, 
to, to go to work. Now it was between this being, this daughter, this person that I'd brought in. I was making a choice every day. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to go leave her to go do something. And what became really clear is that I didn't want to anymore and that it wasn't worth it. You know, there wasn't, I didn't value it as much as I valued my time with her. And so it just got harder and harder and harder to do the work. And so eventually I got to a point where I needed to make a big change. And I um, decided it was like gut wrenching. I, when I tell the story now, it's like, oh yeah, I decided to leave and sell, the, you know, give my ownership back and sell my home in California and leave my place in New York and move to Hawaii. It sounds like so simple. It wasn't. It was very like gut wrenching at the time because it was a big, huge leap off a cliff, and I didn't really know where I was going to go. But I just knew I needed to make a change, and Hawaii had always called to my soul, mm-hmm. and I knew that I really wanted to find something. This was okay. My my daughter also the birth of my daughter was the the impetus for my spiritual awakening as well. Yeah. So what happened was I I got to a point where it's like, well, okay, if I'm gonna need to work, which I do, mm-hmm. I would like to feel like I'm doing something meaningful, mm-hmm. and to feel like I'm doing something good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like helping people and 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 leaving a legacy of goodness in the world. I didn't know what that would be though. It was like I just I just know I want that. And so I couldn't afford to live in New York anymore if I wasn't going to be doing what I was doing. Not that Hawaii is that much less expensive, but, you know, (laughs) relatively. So I decided to move to Hawaii and it was this big journey to find work that felt aligned with my heart, Mm -hmm. that I felt like was helpful and useful for people, Mm -hmm. that would use my unique gifts and talents, and and that I could support my family with. Mm -hmm. And so after divorce and financial ruin and you know like everything after I left New York everything fell apart but it was so necessary because what happened in that process is I I got more in touch with what I actually care about what I actually value and at the time when everything was breaking down astrology came into my life and it became so helpful I was like oh my god this is a lifeline I would tune into it every day trying to find some order in the chaos, trying to find some meaning in what was happening in my life. And it was so helpful. Mm -hmm. So then I had an opportunity. I met a a man who was a digital marketer who had bought the domain name Astrology Hub (laughs) and was like, I've just been sitting on it, waiting to do something with it. Would you like to help me? It's like, oh my gosh, yes. Are you kidding me? And so we started Astrology Hub. And that was about five years ago. And so I would say the journey towards truly using magic and spirituality in how I do business has been relatively recent. Mm -hmm. I would say before 2020, I was definitely in tune with it and I was definitely using it, but it was almost like one foot in one world and one foot in the other world, you know, where I didn't fully trust that if I made the transition to being really in that magical space to fuel the business, um, I, I wasn't quite there yet. Like, well, well then are we going to be able, am I going to be able to pay my people? Am I going to be able to like continue running the business? And so there were still those scripts or programs running in me that was, was telling me that I needed to do certain things the old way, mm-hmm. but they, they, they didn't feel totally right all the time. Like yeah. there were certain things that we were doing that were like a hundred percent all the time felt right. And certain things, especially around launches that were always like, Oh, yeah. this doesn't feel right or good. And so now, after everything that ha- that has happened this year, I remember when it all started going down in March, I had this moment of like, 
all right, we're either going to make it or we're not. Like, <laughs> I have no we. idea. Yeah, it was like total free-for-all. It was like, yes, just, like, talk about just free-falling fall, free off a cliff. Mm-hmm. It was like, so if we're going to go down, like, mm-hmm. we're going to go down in a blaze of glory. Like, we are going to just put it all out there. Like, nothing left behind. No, nothing left. I, don't, I If we're going to go down... I would never want to look back and be like, I held back Mm. or I didn't do everything that I knew was totally in alignment. And, and I didn't give quite as much as I could give. And it really, truly all of a sudden became about service, like a hundred percent. And I don't mean self-sacrificing service. I mean, I just really want to be here to support people through this because I've been through it. Yeah. I went through my personal apocalypse. It was flipping hard and astrology was my lifeline. So here's my opportunity. I see this collective, you know, quote unquote breakdown happening. And the astrology, of course, predicted it. Astrology knew it was going to come. So I, I had some preparation for this time. You know, I knew it was coming. I didn't know exactly what it would look like, but I knew intensity was really on its way and change, big change. So it was like, all right, well, we're just going to go for it. Mm -hmm. And so I just started like, what would be really fun? Mm -hmm. What would be really amazing? Oh, and of course, my kids were now at home. So I could (laughs) only do, I could only do the things that I knew were the most impactful for me personally to do. And everything else needed to be delegated to other people because I only had a really limited amount of time now. And I'm at home with my kids. Like it's, so it was like, all right, time condensed. I barely have any time. People really need this. Like, people really need our yeah. support. How can I just give? Mm-hmm. And I, uh, we could talk about this later, but I am so amazed and so, like, rejuvenated is a word I would use or, like, refreshed mm-hmm. in my love of, I've, I've always loved business since I was a little girl. I would, I've always loved it. <laughs> but now that it's, like, totally magical because I've allowed it to be, mm-hmm. It's like off the charts, amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to do it every day. I love it. So from knowing you over these last few years, I know that when you first let go of New York and moved to the Big Island, you were starting a spiritual business there with, based on spiritual principles. Ah. And it was a mess. Yes. <laughs> a total failure. And, yes. And then you went into a, a more like... Uh, almost more yang uh, like yang business like very digital marketer following the rules yes. of what the experts are saying instead of your intuition and now you're back into this fl- fluid magical space what is the difference between you and your first starting your spiritual business back on the big island and the magical space you're in now oh it's such a great question samantha and she's right i did i did actually try this experiment right after new york where it was like okay I don't want to do the whole like yang, yang, yang thing anymore. So I'm going to do the super yin thing and just like be the magnet that attracts in the business. And I'm not even going to really have a plan. I'm just going to like trust in the universe to bring what I need. And, you know, so it was a very, what I would say is that it was ungrounded. Mm. It needs Saturn. And for people that don't know astrology, you're like, (laughs) what are you talking about? But it needs structure. Mm -hmm. It needs boundaries. It Mm -hmm. needs direction. Mm -hmm. It needs vision. Mm-hmm. and that's more Sagittarius, but it needs all the energies. Mm-hmm. And I went so far, the pendulum swung so far the other way. I was like, all flow, yeah. all yin. Okay, and then you're right. Give it away for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just give it away and trust that it's going to work out. 
which there's some beauty to that. Yeah. And actually, I would say that this year has been a lot of that. But the difference, yes. okay, so then you said, then I maybe swung the pendulum a little bit more that way. But I kept I kept some of that yin, mm-hmm. flowy, intuitive always. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I'd, I'd experienced it a little bit. So I kept it and brought it in. But yes, I did bring in more structure. I would say I, after the experience on the big island, I, I, I didn't trust myself as much. Yeah. And I didn't trust the spiritual process as much. Yeah. So I might've overcompensated and went, okay, well that didn't work. So I need, I need other people to tell me what to do because I'm obviously not that good at this. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And then, um, I need to follow the script because it's proven and it's worked and, 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 and I do think it's okay to go through those periods of yeah. time. It's like when you're a dancer and you're learning a new dance, you follow the choreography mm-hmm. to a T and then you flow within it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say the last however many years, three, four years has been keeping an intuitive element, but adding in the script mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the choreography and the technique, so mm-hmm. to speak. But then now there's much more of a, ability to flow and understand where the boundaries need to be, where the boundaries need to be obliterated. Always trust myself though. Like mm-hmm. that's one thing I, it's like, that is an uncompromising trust myself, but also get input from other people. Yeah. So like there's input, but then there's always coming back to, okay, well this doesn't feel right. But I do have a few key team members who, if something feels right for me and they're like, I'm getting a clear no, mm we will have a process around it. Yeah. It's either like maybe, maybe they're, they have some um, processing they need to do about something. Mm -hmm. Like there's some fear or something, or maybe there's something to what they're saying. And so I'll be open to that, you know? Well, it's interesting because you've had a, you've had a team from the beginning of astrology. Yeah. You started with a team, which is, I'm pretty sure is unusual for all businesses. I just had one person in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. I guess. Well, I guess you could say my business partner at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So two people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in a way, I've always loved creating with people. Yeah. Like for me, doing it all by myself is just like, if you knew my astrology chart, you'd understand why. But it's just like, oh, like where are all my friends? Like I want to play. You know, I want to be doing this with people. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I have had a team. And I've also always felt, I've also always seen the value in investing in that. Yeah. That to me is just like one of those no-brainers. It's like you can only go so far by yourself. And there's something that happens in the co-creative process that Mm -hmm. it accelerates sometimes. It can also set you back, which (laughs) I've experienced as well. Yeah. Did I answer your question? So then, yeah. Yeah. So then I would say now it's that nice blend. But I am so grateful for all the experiences. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, you mentioned bringing Saturn in. And could you run us through the different planets and how we can be balancing those and what they're actually bringing to our business? Yeah. You want to do that now or at the end? I want to do it now. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well, like on the spot, let's think, let's, let's go for it. Okay. Well, we can start. I guess we can Start with the sun. Okay, so the sun, your sun sign in your chart is basically telling you where the sun was placed in the sky when you were born. Mm-hmm. And let me just back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. The entire chart, you might not know you have more than a sun sign, but essentially your astrology chart is a snapshot of the sky at the very moment when you took your first breath. Mm-hmm. So it literally is the divine light. It's the divine spark in you that is completely unique to you, that 
is is essentially your makeup and 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 it includes so many things i mean it has information about your soul's contract your soul's evolution your your personality the way that you know you like to harmonize with people around you etc so your sun is your like real your essence it's it's the core of who you are. You know, the mm-hmm. sun is the, the the core of our solar system is the sun. Mm-hmm. And so that is the same in your chart. It's 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 who you are. It's much more complicated, as you know, Samantha, because of the way that everything interacts together. It's not a one note song. Mm-hmm. It's it's a symphony. Mm-hmm. So your chart is is literally harmonizing together to create mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. So you can take elements out of context. And sometimes it's hard because someone will be like, well, I'm a Leo, but I'm really shy. It's like, well, okay, mm-hmm. we need to look at the rest of your chart. Mm-hmm. But that Leo lion heart for that person, that core of probably um, playfulness and generosity and innate leadership and and magnetism, mm-hmm. it's still there, even mm-hmm. if it's what we say in astrology, aspected by something that might be like shadowing it or mm-hmm. or hiding it a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your sun is is pointing the direction in like who you are, what you're meant to do here. Mm-hmm. Your Mercury is very much the way, I, I guess I could do the moon next. Well, you could, we could also go from the lens of instead of like what this means for you, it's like how do we bring in the element uh, or the energy of the moon into your business. Like ah, there you go. You Thank were you. Saying, you were saying, yes. like, I, I need to bring in that Saturn energy yes. so that it's a balance. I business. love that. Thank you. Okay. So for the moon, the moon, to bring the moon into your business would be to bring the feminine aspect into your business, would be to bring the introspection, to bring that spaciousness. I was once, I recently in a situation where there was a lot of drama happening in, in the community and I was being asked to respond mm-hmm. to the drama before I was ready. Mm-hmm. And so I had to call on the, the, the energy of the moon to hold what I knew was a feminine space and say, look, I will take my time with this. Mm-hmm. I will respond when I am ready. I am not going to be forced into a reactive position here. And so just honoring that that is necessary. Mm-hmm. So the bringing the moon into the business would be bringing in downtime, mm-hmm. bringing in rest, bringing in dreams mm-hmm. and dream time and that feminine element. Bringing in Mercury, we did it before this podcast. We literally invoked Mercury to help the communication be clear and true and aligned. So Mercury is the way that we communicate and that could be written. That could be with your voice. That um, can be, I mean, it's basically any sort of communication. So I often talk to Mercury when I'm about to write an email. Like, okay, like I want to make sure this is clear. When I'm about to do a podcast, it's bringing that mercurial energy in to make sure that I'm connecting and communicating with people in a way that is clear, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's carrying the message that I want to make sure I bring through. Um. Mars. <laughs> Mars is that like get it done, do it energy. Like that that forward, visionary, focused energy. So you can bring in Mars when you're if you're feeling lethargic, if you're feeling like um directionless. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, like I'm gonna invoke that Mars energy to to light a fire, <laughs> light a fire in me to like get something going, right? Venus, Venusian. 
So this, I bring this in a lot around getting clear about what I value, mm. being clear around money, mm. you know, like what it is that it actually means to me, what it enables for me, what it enables for for the business, for the people that I work with. Um, but Venus, Venus is also so sensual. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the, the things we do in um, Astrology Hub, I make sure that the astrologers that are teaching are doing it in a way that's multi-sensory mm -hmm. so that we engage, you know, visually and and acoustically and sense, you know, with our, with our light a candle before we do a ceremony. It's, it's all part of that very sensual experience that helps people learn. And, and probably embodying versus just having it be a heady subject. A million percent. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So it's about embodiment and, and Venus can help us do that. Um, then we have Jupiter, which is just this super expansive. I, what I realized at one point is that I had been in Jupiter expansive mode for the business for like four years <laughs> and I needed to Saturn. I yeah. needed to constrict because Jupiter expands mm -hmm. and Saturn pulls in mm -hmm. and, and you can't always be Jupiter, yeah. even though it's really fun to be Jupiter. It's like a big party, you know, it's mm -hmm. big, you know, celebration. It's big, it's expansive, but we have to balance it with that Saturn, like, okay, pull it in, like, like weed out the parts that don't need to be there. Like, Go on a diet. You know what I'm saying? But I, do, I mean, like business-wise, like go on a fast. We need to fast for a little bit. Like, so that's 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 Jupiter. Jupiter and Saturn for me are like really amazing elements to work with in business. Mm. And then, well, if we could go, there's a lot more. But Pluto is like going into those shadow elements and seeing what needs to, like the light needs to be shown on, like the real transformation. Um, there's Uranus. I mean, there's a lot. We could go into asteroids. We'll, we'll stop at our yeah. main seven. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It's so, I and mean, this is where like astrology is not just, oh, what's your sign? And like, it's not just a personality-based tool. It, it truly brings us into relationship with the universe. Mm -hmm. And then we can actually co-create with it. Like it's, it's, it's a powerful, especially as business owners. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, and there's also the, the two side. I, when I was first learning about astrology, I, I understand, I understood the natal chart just because of like, okay, you learn your sun sign and then eventually you learn the other things if you get tuned in. But then there's also like kind of the astrological weather, yes. which is the other element that Timing. I, it took me, I didn't even think that was a thing until starting to work with you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Timing is huge, especially as business owners as well. It's like, mm -hmm. And that helps you do the whole, well, when do we move forward like Can you Mars? you just explain like really basics of what we're actually talking about? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, so okay. Beyond the natal chart. Exactly. So the this the um, universe is always moving. Mm -hmm. So there's, it. think of it as like a clock. Mm -hmm. It's like a celestial clock mm -hmm. that's moving in the sky. And certain ways that it moves creates certain configurations of energy mm -hmm that are more conducive or less conducive to certain things. Mm -hmm. And like, for example, 2020, the astrologers for years, decades even, looked at the, the, the makeup in the sky of the planets for the year 2020 and went, oh my God. Because what was happening in the sky, it was the, the, the most unusual and intense configuration that you could pretty much possibly imagine mm -hmm. and we're living it right mm -hmm. so it, it influences us but but we're also in a creation with it mm 
because we the energy happens and then you're just like well it's happening to us oh my god it's faded it's like well yes on some level and yet we always 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 have a choice for how we're going to dance with it yeah how we're going to move with it we're always making choices about how to respond to the energy that's happening mm -hmm. so astrological timing or like the astrological weather is basically like a weather report but of the astrology. Mm -hmm. So if if you're going to plan a party, mm -hmm. if you're going to go out surfing, don't you kind of want to know what the weather's going to be? <laughs> if you're planning an outdoor party, it'd be good to know if it's going to be raining. If you are a surfer, it'd be good to know if there's going to be any waves. It's the same with the current or the tides of the universe. Mm -hmm. They're pulling and pushing all the time. So understanding timing is so helpful because especially as a business owner, you can time the different things that you're going to do. How do you use it in your business? We will literally, before the year, we will sit down with all the things we want to do. Mm -hmm. Then we will sit down with the transits, with the, the weather, and we will map it. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we wanted to do four launches this year. We don't even call them launches anymore. What do you we call have them? a new name. <laughs> opens i love it okay cool because launch we have ptsd we can't do launches it's anymore. Triggering. it's so triggering so we have to change the word it's open it's so much better now wow it's a loud bird we have a, we have a friend it's not stopping oh, no okay um so so let's say there's a year and like we have you know 10 things we want to do that year but then we see that that literally almost the entire year all these different planets are going to be in retrograde which retrograde energy is inward. It's like revise, go back to the drawing board. It's not a big like go out there and do a bunch of new things kind of energy. So we'll be like, okay, well, we should probably pare it back. And maybe we should use this year differently than we were going to use it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to let that override. Um, you know, it's it doesn't control us, but it also... Um, influences how we're doing things mm -hmm. and and we use it as just another data point for timing things you know if there's going to be again if the retrograde is easy to use and people understand it but um we will do our best not to time a bunch of um opens during a retrograde although it sometimes it's just impossible so at you are an astrology company and have access to a ton of astrologers and you have studied a lot of astrology. What about for the average business owner? Do you recommend, I mean, going to your website and looking at forecasts or hiring an astrologer to, to tap in with like a, once a quarter? What does that look like? Um, well, I definitely would say listen to our weekly astrological weather our podcast it's free so astrology hub podcast astrology hub podcast that's yeah <laughs> it, it, that's a no-brainer because you'll get the weekly tune in we have our inner circle membership that's you know for people that want to go a little bit deeper um but yeah it would be a great idea to have an astrologer that you trust and you work with and you you could sit down with and be like here's what i'm thinking about for the year here's the timing i'm thinking about can you just sort of tell me what i might need to be aware of mm -hmm. as i'm planning this calendar out and that's for the timing piece. I think every single year I get a reading on my birthday because I just, I like to know, I always ask them like, if you had to choose a word or a phrase that's a theme for my year, what would you say? If you had to choose an animal or some sort of archetype that I can keep in mind for this year, what would it be? Oh, so like so this cute. year, this, you told me that this year <laughs> it's, it's a bird. 
And so I just, I continually like see this bird and like, what is it like to be a bird? And <laughs> yeah, so I, I always have a reading on my birthday. I would just say, start to tune in. Like you can even start working with the moon phases. Yeah. M- working with the moon phases to manif- manifest your dreams and your goals and your visions is really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. We're recording this on a new moon. I've been working on a vision board for the last few days that I'm not going to put together until the new moon and a few days after. Mm-hmm. But, you know, doing those kinds of rituals that help you tune into the most potent times to plant seeds in the ground mm-hmm. so that your dreams have more just like wind beneath their wings, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Are you still doing new moon wishes? Yes. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. New moon wishes. I mean, the, there's so many different ways to work with it and you can really start simple. And that, that's a plug for Jan Spiller's book. What is it called? New Moon Astrology. New Moon Astrology. It's yeah. super fun. You get that. You get to like make wishes on every new moon. And how fun is making wishes? Making wishes is so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Especially when you have like some hope that it will actually come yeah. will work. And what I do is I track it with my inner circle members. Mm. So we do our, our new moon ritual. That's your monthly membership. Yes. Yeah. So we do our new moon ritual. And I ask them like – Tell us how, like, look back to last month, how many of your new moon wishes came true? Mm-hmm. And every single time people will write in, it's like either like seven of eight or four of four oh my or gosh. four of six. It's always overwhelmingly m- the majority of things have happened, That's if amazing. not all of them. And then the ones that haven't happened, it's usually like it just needs more time mm-hmm. because not everything manifests in 30 days. Yeah. Right. Or 28 days. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this podcast is named Business as a Magical Practice. A lot of people use their spiritual practices to support their lives and businesses, but how are you using your business to fuel your spiritual growth? Oh, God, it's such a good question. I would say that my business gives me the content and context for my spiritual growth, Mm. meaning I use the challenges that come up, the interpersonal dynamics, the triggers, the fears. I mean, just on our team meeting today, we were talking about something like a dream that I have for the business that came in last October, has been wanting to be birthed, but I've been the person holding it back. Mm -hmm. I realized the reason I'm holding it back is because I have fear in me. Mm-hmm. around trusting people outside of my little circle. Mm. Because to bring this dream forward, I'm going to have to cast a much wider net. Yeah. And that feels vulnerable mm-hmm. and scary. And so I use what's happening in the business to help me see where I have blocks, mm-hmm. to see where I have triggers, to see where I have more work to do. Mm-hmm. And then I do the work. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is like one, besides parenting, well, an intimate relationship. I would say business, parenting, and intimate relationship are like my three main arenas that give me so much juice to work with in my spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. I know for myself, one of the the big ones has been around money and sales. Has mm-hmm. that been something for you where like it kind of cracked you open? What do you mean? Tell me more. When I decided to switch from freelancer to I own a business and I have to go on sales calls and I have to pitch people like Ah. it, it put me in this like almost altered state of fear of like, of just like there was so much going on that I was forcing myself into choosing to go into that it 
on the other side of it, it was just like this condensed period of intensity that on the other side of it, I literally felt like I was in a different reality. Yes, absolutely. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, it can be, the content is so rich there. And because what you're talking about there is survival. <laughs> it's the very root of our like darkest fears. Yeah. And so, yeah, even at the beginning of this year, I had to face that demon of like, the business might go away. Mm. Like, what are you going to oh. do? Like, I have no plan B. Are you kidding me? Like, talk about all eggs in one basket. Like, this is it. And so, sorry. <laughs> the, home, the, the, the children the, in the other room. The, the homeschool <laughs> has gotten a little unruly without the teacher. Um, <laughs> no, but but basically, um, yeah, we have to face those survival, those survival things um, that rear their head, mm-hmm. you know? And there's content all the time. Like, even just um, going into a new podcast format, like mm-hmm. doing my first live, like then you're, you're then you're bringing up all these things around rejection and performance, and mm-hmm. you know, or, or like people criticizing you. Oh my gosh, so much content there! Mm-hmm. Like people literally like coming at you with daggers, yeah. and learning how to deal with that in a way that doesn't bring you down, that doesn't take down the whole ship, you know. Yeah. Because especially as a leader and a business owner, like you can't afford to let that kind of thing like completely annihilate you. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's there's constant content to work with. Mm-hmm. Fears of rejection, fears of um, abandonment, fears of death, fears of survival. How do you deal with that? What's your process? I, you know, God, I wouldn't say that I have like, a, 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 a mechanical process that I go through or like a go-to, but what, if I could reflect on it for a moment, what I would say is that I first feel it. I feel the pain. Like, let's say someone says, you're an idiot. I hate when you talk on the podcast. I'm making that up, but you know, I've received some things like that before. Um, I, I feel it. It's like, Ooh, ouch. Like an acknowledgement of like that hurts. Mm-hmm. And then to just let it sort of move through my body. And then Take the time I need mm-hmm. to sometimes I need to talk to people about it and be like, this is what what someone said and just sort of like process it with someone. But usually what I get to is that the love I have for what I'm doing for myself, for the people that I work with, for the astrologers, for the astrology, for my community, for my, it so far outweighs the fear or the pain or the hurt that it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I'll just keep going. Yeah. And this is only making me stronger and it's only making me better. And my mom growing up, this beautiful Capricorn mama, <laughs> she would always say, Amanda, not everyone's going to like you. Oh, I still haven't learned that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, I remember being a little girl just being like, why not? Like, why aren't they going to like me, mama? But now it's such sage advice or like input really because to expect that they will or to feel like you're doing something wrong if they don't, that's the trap, you know? So just the expectation of like, look, I'm going to put myself out there. Not everyone's going to like me and that's okay. It actually shows that I'm, I'm, I'm being true to who I am because I just know that not everybody's going to like that, you know? Well, you hear that again and again with people with large audiences that when the audience expands, 
like the number of haters expands too and maybe the intensity even of it so you know what I'm finding though was so interesting I agree with that like for the first four years of the business but this year feels different Mm. like I know there's haters out there but it's almost like the energy just um ricochets off Mm. and and so for example today we have the weekly weather and someone in the chat wrote um, this is a warning that astrology brings evil and oppression to anybody who who follows it so this is a pretty strong statement right do you want to know what the audience did they laughed yeah they said great they said, bring it on. Because it was just so, like, it was it was just so in contrast to like our experience of it. Exactly. Yeah. It was, like, so not in the same. It was like, oh, you're clearly in an entirely different reality than us. And that's okay. Yeah. You can stay there. I'm not going to, like, even engage with this. Mm-hmm. Which I'm feeling more and more like it's just so clear mm-hmm. what energetic resonance people are at. Yeah. And where it, like, makes sense to take a stand. And where it, like, could do good and where it's just a complete waste of energy. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like before this year, it was more vague for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I would get a little more confused. Mm -hmm. Now it's just, like, not worth my breath, not worth my time. Is that just a space you're holding or is it other shifts in the business? God, I, I, I think that there is a clarity that has come with this time Mm -hmm. where, the veil is thinner mm-hmm. and it's just easier to see the the density or, mm-hmm. or or like the I don't know how to explain it. And and I know I'm holding it for the company because I'm holding it in myself. Like I can feel it in myself. And so yes, of course, it's held in the company. And there's still people that come at us, but it just has a different there there's a higher call. You know mm-hmm. what it like I feel a higher call to to hold a certain level or a certain space for this transformation that's happening. Mm-hmm. And I know I need to hold that for my community. Yeah. Your so, why is big enough now. My why is really, really big. <laughs> like all of a sudden with everybody feeling like unanchored, untethered, in chaos, unsure about the future. I, mm-hmm. The one thing I know is that astrology has so much to offer them. Yeah. So much light, so much guidance, so much reassurance, so much inspiration so much choice because when we know what's happening it's like we can choose how we want to respond when we don't know what's happening we find ourselves more in reaction Mm -hmm. so well and how beautiful that you did already went through your a lot of your darkness in 2013 and 2014 so you know the power of astrology during hard times exactly that was that's always been the huge that has been always the why And I remember even going through that dark time, and I'm sure many of your listeners can relate, um, and feeling like, God, I just need to get through this, and I need to get through this as as gracefully as I can, and I need to come out better on the other side because there's going to be a lot of people that need to to have someone reach out to them at some point and say, like, you're okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to make it. Mm -hmm. You're going to come through better than ever. Mm And so I know I, I knew I knew I needed to do that first before I would be able to do that with confidence to someone else. So that was my big why then, you know, through the divorce, through the almost bankruptcy, through the like complete chaos that my life was at that time. It was like, God, if I get through this and if I'm better on the other side, then I can hold that space for other people someday. Yeah. And just, you know, our souls speak to us. We know 
So like that was my soul speaking to me saying like, just stay the course. You're going to, you're going to make it. You're not going to die. I know you feel like you are, but you're not. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting because you, you mentioned earlier that, um, it's so, it's so nice to look back and be like, oh yes, that, that happened to me and now it's over. Yes. And I even have like on a weekly basis, I'll have like an hour or whatever, like one little thing that comes up and it's just feels so overwhelmingly intense and, and then the next like hour it passes and it's over. And it's amazing that you're holding that memory for the people around you because it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, you'll just get through it. Right. It'll be over. And it's true. Right. But like to, to be able to ground into the intensity of that moment for the people. Just... Well, and, and I mean, of course I still have those moments myself. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'm learning is the art of, of questioning And so when we're in those periods of deep, deep intensity, finding the question that opens up a portal to an entirely new reality, Mm -hmm. finding the question that literally shifts your energy in the moment and opens up the opportunity for a solution, an inspiration, a revelation, that moment of transformation that can happen in those potent moments. Mm -hmm. So it's like feeling it Mm -hmm. for sure, but then, but then it's like, what is the question? What is the question that will bring me to the blessing, to the gift, to the to the next iteration that's wanting to come through this intensity right now? Mm-hmm. You know? Give an example. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're in a argument with your lover, your mm-hmm. partner, your husband, your wife, whatever. And in that moment of like anger or resentment or you know confusion and chaos this is a really simple one but if you can find it (laughs) what's the blessing here Mm -hmm. what's the blessing just you don't ask it out loud just find it and ask it what part of reality is trying to come through right now what is real and true that's wanting to be birthed in this moment and how can I make space for that? So I don't know if you remember this, but this is actually a full circle lesson for you. I remember back in 2013 when I was living with you, one thing that you taught me was that instead of asking, why is this happening to me? Because yes. then you're just like inviting in more examples of why it's exactly. happening to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Switching that question up to like, what is the lesson here? Is this an extension of that or have you forgot yes. about that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I've, I've always been interested in the right questions. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting that I said, what is the lesson? Because what I would say now is what is the blessing? Mm. Which is different. Yeah, what is the lesson is like, okay, I'm going to get shown what I need to learn. Yeah. Which is good. But what is the blessing is like, what is the blessing here? Where's the gold? What is the like gift in this moment? Assuming assuming everything's for the best. Yes. And so the questions I would say for me are just, it's a constant of evolution. Mm-hmm. But but playing with the power of words is mm-hmm. one of the most potent things that I think we all could be doing right now. Yeah. And paying attention to the words that we're using that are creating realities we don't want. Yeah. And then the words that we can use to create realities we do want. Yeah. I did a podcast episode on that. Yeah, good. It, it's huge. It's so, it's so big. And it, it's everywhere, pervasive in our language. Even when we use the word not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go there. 
like the 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 negative yeah. that cancels out any positive that you're trying to say with that. Well, I, I feel like this is a common thing with people who are in the spiritual community for a while is you learn affirmations and you get over it or like they don't they weren't potent so you're like oh that's basic or that's like there's something not right there yeah and I feel like just in the last year coming back to the power of words and everything for me it has has really shown itself and and a part of that is is around keeping your word for me yeah it's about it's not about just saying like some affirmation fluffy affirmation it's about okay I'm I'm going to create a vision. I'm going to have action steps to support that. And then I'm going to do them. I'm going to keep my word and do them. And then you're you're just empowering that. You're empowering your word. You're empowering your will. Yes. Oh, I like that. That is good stuff. That's good, that's good <laughs> magic. <laughs> okay. So another question I wanted to ask you was um, kind of the energetics of business in that you've mentioned before a few different times to me that you don't delegate your Instagram posting or your certain email writing. You, you, things that you have the people to delegate to that you don't do it because you want your energy infused into it. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yes. So what I noticed, and this was actually back in the first business attempt, Uh um, was that I had like a VA and I, I assigned the Facebook posting at Mm -hmm. the time and she would, make a post and we'd get like no interaction or engagement. I would make a post and we would get interaction and engagement. So I, and, and I noticed this enough that I was like, oh, I guess I need to be doing the posting. Mm-hmm. And, and there's something about the energy of, of me actually writing it and me actually posting it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I could write it and then give it to her to post either. It was like, I had to actually physically post it. I was like, God, I'm trying to delegate stuff here. Come on. But so now, um, on Instagram, I do have someone posting for me, but she's posting things that came directly from conversations I'm having mm-hmm. with people. So I know my energy is enough in it. But you definitely went through a period where you were doing all the posting. I was this doing year. the posting this year, and yeah. I figured out what actually worked for us. I was doing the posting. And and once I started doing the posting, we started to get traction, which Instagram for us is probably not the best example because our Instagram is still lagging behind because I decided to come to the party very late. But but it's definitely like mm-hmm. created a ton more momentum. Mm-hmm. So yes, I did it and, and sort of set the energetic imprint. Mm-hmm. And now she posts within that new thing. Mm-hmm. Because when I was doing it, I got to like see, like test, like what works, what doesn't work. And but one of the things that I ha- I used to delegate that I've actually taken back is our weekly email. Mm-hmm. to my audience and it's like our weekly digest and I've noticed that our open rates are way higher our click-through rates are way higher mm-hmm. and the writing isn't as good <laughs> it's not as like it's not as clever yeah. it's not as organized mm-hmm. it's but it's me mm-hmm. and it's like I pour my essence into it mm-hmm. and it translates yeah so I think that there's so much there for us about no, like we don't have to be the perfect writer. We don't have to be doing it the way that we're supposed to do it, quote unquote, strategically. Mm-hmm. But the more we infuse who we are and what we stand for in our work, the more the people that resonate with that vibration are able to find us mm-hmm. and benefit from us. Yeah. So that's what I've learned is that, there's certain things that I just have to do, yeah. even though it's like, gosh, 
you know, it takes me like two, three hours to write that weekly email. That's mm-hmm. two, three hours I could be do- doing something else. Yeah. But I've I've prioritized it. It's like this is my this is my touch point with the audience every single week. In yeah. addition to all the the Facebook lives and podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. this is like the continuation of my essence for them, and this is the container I'm holding for them. Mm-hmm. So I have to write them, mm-hmm. really, you know. So you are the CEO of Astrology Hub, but. Do you feel like those sorts of actions are like outside of the CEO role? Well, I would say I was thinking of them outside the CEO role, mm-hmm. but now I think of them as the CEO role. It's almost like the FDR's fireside chats. <laughs> like, could he delegate that to someone else? It's like, no, it needs to come from FDR, you know? Uh-huh. It's the same. It's like, I didn't realize that the communication needs to pretty much be very consistently coming from me, even though like I'm highlighting other astrologers and other, but it's, it's because I'm holding a a space. Mm -hmm. I'm holding a container. Mm -hmm. So I have to set the container that other people are creating within. Mm -hmm. And again, when I tried to delegate that, it's not that it was bad. It just wasn't as potent. Yeah. Mm. So good. So as we hear your daughters playing (laughs) Settlers of Catan in the other room, (laughs) I think that's what they're doing. They are. I saw it on the ground. <laughs> I'm so curious what you are teaching your daughters about entrepreneurship. Obviously, through seeing what you're doing, they're learning a lot. But I'm I'm almost positive you are actively teaching them things. Definitely actively teaching them things. I'm actively teaching them about leadership. It's so funny. Sophia has this idea of the boss. And the boss, she's my she's my 8-year-old. The boss just tells everybody what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, "Mama, like why why can't you just do whatever you want to do? Like you're the boss." It's like, "Well, for an for me to be an effective leader, I don't just boss people around. Mm-hmm. We actually co-create. We collaborate. I get their input." I, I role model. Mm-hmm. Like, so I actually have to show up in the way that I would love for them to show up. And if I don't do that, like, I'm creating a dissonance in, in the business. So they are along for the ride with me on every single thing we do. Mm-hmm. Every launch slash open. They are engaged. I'm reporting on numbers. I'm telling them how the broadcast went. I'm telling them, like, I, I include them because I want them to just have a very realistic picture of what it is like to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and what it is like to be a business owner. And I will I will read emails to them, and especially my oldest daughter, who's 11. She is a word magician. And she will be like, Mama, I don't like that subject line. It doesn't it doesn't pop or it doesn't make me want to open it or or oh I don't I, I you need to change that email because it's too much about you make it more about them I mean she's literally oh saying gosh. this and I'm like oh my god oh my god you're such a natural it's amazing <laughs> but I I like to include them I like to ask them what do you think like here's the challenge but like that challenge I was talking about before where I was being pressured to respond to something before I was ready they knew what was happening and I was running things by them and and we were talking about it. So I just, I really, in, I really just include them in the conversation. And that's what my dad did for me. Oh. I have three brothers um, and I was the only girl. My dad has been an entrepreneur his whole life. And I would literally sit on his lap and ask him questions about business. And I like wanted to know, and he would share stories from his day. And it was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, early on, he was like, between you and all your brothers, he's like, you have 
the most of a business mind like you do. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm a little girl and mm-hmm. I didn't have a whole lot of images of like female entrepreneurs or anything. So that was really inspiring for me growing up. But so I like to do that for them too. And I, last year, we've had conversations around college yes. and your thoughts about college. And I'm assuming it's even more extreme now. With, oh my God, with, yes. Like Yale charging Yale prices for Zoom calls. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my God, I didn't even know that. Yes, I've been watching it. It feels like one of the dinosaurs that needs to go. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, one of the things about the astrology this year, you guys, is that existing structures, like those old crotchety structures, you know, that just aren't really serving anyone. You know, they're they're, they're there because they've always been there, but they're like not really serving us. Mm -hmm. I would put education in that category and you can see that it is falling right now because of everything that's happening. I mean, the amount of people homeschooling and like taking things into their own hands because it's not working, not only temporarily, but then you sort of step back and go, well, was it really actually working? Like, Mm -hmm. is there another way for us to reinvent this? But so for college, I've been looking at it for a long time, just going, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, you spend so much money. You go and you basically party, which is fun. But like, do you really need to spend a hundred grand or two hundred grand to go and like party? You know, and does it really prepare you for the world? Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. So I've just um, been thinking with my girls, like, there's gonna be alternative paths that really are totally viable and much more effective. Mm-hmm. And in in my business, like. I don't really care if someone has a college degree. Yeah. Like when I'm hiring, I like barely look at that. What I care about is how innovative they are, how creative they are, what their experience is, how technologically savvy they are, how how they mesh with the team. How they their chemistry with the team, their mm-hmm. intention, their fire, their drive, their passion. Like that's way more important to me. Mm-hmm. I you know, so I just think the world is changing so much and along with it college will be one of those things that gets total total revamp. Not even a facelift. Like a complete rethink. And yeah. the the last time we talked about this, you said that Maddie wanted to own a hair salon. Is she, that still the case? She wants to own several. She's outside. I don't, <laughs> she wants to own several, several of them. And she wants to go to Paris and all these places around the world and get an inspiration first. And then, oh, so I was telling her like, okay, this. so college could be good, but not really. Really, you need to go to beauty school and you need to know about business. Mm-hmm. Because apprentice, owning probably. the apprentice, you need to apprentice with the best salons. You need to find the best teachers. Mm-hmm. You need to work in them and make sure you really like it that and learn from the best yeah but like going to college isn't really going to help you with that goal baby like and as far as business goes it's like that's really the skill set you're going to need in addition to being amazing amazing at what you do but for it to be viable long term you're going to need to know how to run a business Mm -hmm. and I don't think you're going to learn that at college I just don't (laughs) There's way more resources online that you could use already that would help you understand how to run a business. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to pay $100,000 for them. Yeah. So. So then what are you teaching them about magic? Oh, my God. We talk about magic all the time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun, you guys. Like, I – well, of course I bring astrology in because for me, astrology has so many keys for magic. Mm -hmm. But I – we talk about the power of their words – I'll like sing a song and be like, what's wrong with this song? Like, why is this song? Or they'll say something. I'll be like, why is that not the most effective magic, what you just said? And how could you change what you just said and make it effective magic? Oh, I wish you were my mom. (laughs) (laughs) We have so much fun with it. It's just, it's like a constant 
dialogue. And really where I'm at right now is with the power of their words. And and also with, okay, let's say one of them upsets the other. Then it's like, okay, instead of being angry and blaming, why don't we look at this and see where the opportunity for practice is? Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity to practice, practice breathing, practice being intentional, practice responding instead of reacting. There's so many opportunities in this one little moment mm-hmm. we're doing vision boards together yeah we have our family vision board they have individual b- vision boards because but i'm not just like let's just do a vision board it's like okay what are we actually doing here mm-hmm. we're taking the something unseen we're bringing it into form once we put it into form then it actually can blossom here's the timing in which this is going to happen based on the astrology mm-hmm. this is a gestation process it's nine months it, it's like, like it's very particular how long this is going to take for it to come to fruition so mm-hmm. We are in a constant dialogue. I taught them a long time ago about abracadabra, mm-hmm. which means I create as I speak. Oh, wow. So it's very much, okay, well, what, like, abracadabra, like, what are you creating when you say that? Mm. So uh, we stretch time. Mm-hmm. So if we're late for something, we'll, I'll be like, okay, girl, stretch time. <laughs> like, do your thing. We do parking magic. Be like, hey, we're going to a place where it's hard to find parking. Madeline, do your parking magic. I mean, it's just like, Post it, and it's so much fun. It it delights my inner child yeah. along with with being you know teaching them. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Oh, it's so sweet. So scooting back over to business, what advice do you have for people who are just starting out in a spiritual or magically oriented business? Use astrology. <laughs> <laughs> Get your get a reading, understand your chart, listen to our weekly weather, understand the timing. Trust that spark in you. Mm-hmm. It for you to do something long term, you have to really love it. Mm-hmm. You have to really love it. You have to really believe in it. You have to really like it has to light you up from the inside because there are gonna be really hard times in the business. And in, if you don't love it, it's like Screw this. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you need that love to carry you through the hard times. So, and and don't feel like you have to have all the answers about where it's going and have this big, huge, grand strategy and business plan and blah, blah. Like, I would say I've always had a vague understanding of where we're going, enough to set the direction and the path, and that it gets clear with each you know, as time gets closer, like it's like, okay, we're doing this next. And then it's like, all right, now it's game on, put things on the calendar, we're going. But it's okay to not be able to see five years down the road, especially right now. No one can see it. Mm-hmm. No one can see it. Mm-hmm. So just put one foot in, in front of the other. Do something. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Samantha, about the integrity with your word. Yeah. Like it's really integrity with yourself. Yeah. Like if, you, if you have something you want to do, just start doing it. And... This is where this gets a little complicated <laughs> because, Let's hear it. because there is a timing element. Yeah. So there's, there's a do it, but also trust, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's take the, the step forward. And if it feels like everything is, a, is, is um, conspiring against it, do that real internal process of like, okay, is this my resistance? Yeah. Is this coming from within me because I'm afraid mm-hmm. or is it just not the right time? Yeah. So it, it's a constant internal, like when you talk about how do you 
how does business inform your spirituality? There's a constant opportunity yeah. to be cleaning and clearing those parts of you that are are holding it back. And I mean, just for myself, if you have the if you have the capacity to have some an astrologer you can check in with on a regular basis, or you find a community like Astrology Hub's Inner Circle where you can be tuning into current astrology. It helps so much in that. I know for myself, I, I used to really, really struggle with: Is this? Am I creating this resistance? Am I creating like this this situation that feels like it's pushing back at me, or is it like the universal message, like that it, it's not the right time? And being able to have like I have a friend who's really adept at astrology that I I can check in with. And it, it's been a game changer for yeah. me. Yeah, because sometimes it's not you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just not the right time. Yeah. And it's really helpful to know that because yeah. then you can just relax and be like, I'm going to do this, but this is just not the right moment to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and and I would say have fun. <laughs> I mean, really, like, it's it, it's meant to be joyful, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there's going to be times where it's not as fun, but... Um, I think when you can find that joy in the work that you do, you become such a magnet. Mm-hmm. You really like people want to be in that field. Yeah. They want to feel that way. Yeah. So when you can find it with you and lend it to people and inspire people and get people excited about life, mm-hmm. um, you benefit and they benefit. It's like this beautiful circular flow of energy and talk about the importance of self-care in that oh my god oh my god yes you have the energy to give it to people yes oh Oh, I hit a wall with that this last (laughs) week and I realized oh my gosh I have to I have to schedule nothingness yeah I have to because there's so much giving I mean you're giving all the time in business and and your life as a parent or whatever Mm -hmm. and um in order to have something to give you gotta you have to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. yeah okay and then what about Advice for people who are scaling to six or seven figures, multiple six and seven figures. You need a team. I'm sure you already know that. (laughs) Um, You need really good professionals around you. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have really solid bookkeeping, Mm -hmm. really solid accounting, Mm -hmm. really solid lawyer. Like, and and it's great to have those kinds of people who are in alignment with your energy. Mm -hmm. I've learned this the hard way. They are an extension of your team. And you need to think of them that way and you need to vet them that way. Like Mm -hmm. this is going to be someone I'm going to be working with long term who's working with my money, my assets, you know, my – and so you you need to find people that you resonate with that that actually believe in what you're doing too on some level. Like I have found that to be so helpful. Our bookkeepers love astrology. (laughs) My accountant is – it has five planets in Taurus – and knows his astrology and totally thinks what we're doing is the coolest thing. <laughs> Lawyer is like referring people to me. You know, oh like have people that believe in what you're doing um, and and just know you're going to have to spend money on that. Yeah. And don't try to skimp on that either. Like cut the corners. I've tried that too. God, you pay for it in the long run. You really do. Um, it's an expensive mistake. <laughs> Get good people. Um Scaling to six or seven figures. You know, Samantha, what's 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 interesting for me is that, and I don't know if this is just for me. I need to start asking more people and get like my little anecdotal <laughs> sur- survey going. But when I focus on a number, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Mm. I actually have to just focus on the joy and the process and the giving and the 
and what it's enabling in the world and what it's sparking in me. Mm-hmm. And then the numbers have come. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so cliche or whatever, but I've done it. Like I've experimented many, many ways. And when I'm like, we got to hit this number mm-hmm. or, or we're going to hit this number even, even mm-hmm. playfully. Yeah. It This year I've done none of that. Mm-hmm. I'm delightfully grateful and surprised every time. Yeah. Instead of like disappointed because I didn't hit some external goal. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just shifted completely. So I, I can't remember who said this, but I, I, I remember hearing a talk where a woman was talking about um, Aphrodite versus, um, what is the goddess's name? It starts with an A. Athena. uh, Athena. Yes. Okay. So Aphrodite versus Athena energy. And most women in our society are trained to be Athena. Yeah. We're, uh, we're driven. We're focused. We're hunters. We're hunters. We're hunters for that, that dollar amount. Mm -hmm. And we're virgins. Like, (laughs) like think about the amount of women who are in that CEO role, who have lost their libido, who are overworking themselves, who are, you know, That's actually really important in the self-care arena. Like, that is huge. But, like, versus the Aphrodite energy, you're not hunting for something. You're not going out and, like, you're just waiting for something to comfort to you. Mm -hmm. And you're having so much pleasure in the process. It's so much more fun. (laughs) Like, I think there's a time. I'm just living it. I'm living it. I'd say there's a time for Athena for sure, but... I don't know. I I have had a lot more su- I've had a lot more joyful success yeah. with Aphrodite. Yeah. And and Athena's great and it's gotten me to a certain point. Yeah. But um and I don't know, maybe it's like we got to be Athena for a little bit before we can be Aphrodite. I don't know, but I just know Aphrodite feels really really good. I think it, it can actually stop women in the process of growing their business i do too they're pushing so much for a certain goal that that their time is filled up they can't imagine scaling past that because that would mean double the work or double the whatever (sighs) you hold it back yes yes i would say honestly i am working less doing less stressing less um way less overwhelmed and way more effective way more effective. So what do you have to say to someone who's like, can't even imagine a first step in that? Oh God. Like what is something that they could do today, this week that would, that would start them on that progression? Play. What does that mean? Okay. So for (laughs) me, what that means is getting in the ocean with a boogie board and acting like I'm 12 years old and riding waves, mm-hmm. even though there's no other adults out there doing that. Mm-hmm. For me, that means going outside on the lawn chair and looking up at the sky and talking to Mars. Mm-hmm. For me, that means getting on the floor and playing Catan with mm-hmm. my kids. For me, that means going shopping and being super playful and just mm-hmm. fun and giggly and loving being a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever it is that is playful for you so maybe you can't play this week Mm -hmm. but think about what makes you feel playful Mm -hmm. and even if you can't think of what makes you feel playful now think about what made you feel playful at some point in your life most people have three minutes to put on a really fun song totally oh my god (laughs) dance party instant fun you can always have a dance party yes i mean we need to do more of that Mm -hmm. and i feel like as women you know that and men too. I mean, we mm-hmm. th- because in those moments, I the, the, my best ideas come. Mm-hmm. I am the most rejuvenated after, mm-hmm. and it just makes life so much more rich. Mm-hmm. 
And you can bring it into your work. I'm way, way more playful with the emails I write. I'm way more playful with my guests on, on the shows because I feel playful. Yeah. So it's like that frisky, you know, like something I'm doing is I'm not listening. I'm not putting any or as little inputs as possible into my brain because I'm super mercurial. Like I always want to be consuming information, mm-hmm. like always just want to be learning. So I'm like, I, I'm not allowed to listen to anything in the car. Wow. I'm not like not a lot or when I'm doing dishes or like those times when I'm usually like filling my brain with something I'm I'm not and like suddenly that spaciousness opens up and like takes away the the almost like mental yes lock lock yes 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 I mean that's not play but like that's something where I'm like adding that spaciousness yeah space is just as important as play Mm -hmm. like the space to play Mm -hmm. but just or the space to have space and Mm -hmm. nothingness Mm -hmm. everything comes from nothingness Mm -hmm. so we have to like Create the space for nothing. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, you know, I've done a lot of studying with Alison Armstrong. Yeah. And one of the things she said, it was like, huh? She goes, <laughs> she goes, and this, this woman um, has studied men for like 20 years and mm-hmm. is an amazing like re- relationship kind of, nah, I don't even know how to categorize her. She's incredible. Read, but, uh, do yourself a favor and read um, the, Queen's, the Code. Queen's Code. Yes. The Queen's Code and also The Keys to the Kingdom. It's, those are both fun novels yes. with lots of lessons. Yes. <laughs> um, one of the things she said is, um, men value nothing. And I was like, what? <laughs> men value nothing? Like, wow, that's harsh. <laughs> and she goes, men value nothing. They value nothingness. Mm-hmm. They will get together and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And they understand the value of nothing. Mm-hmm. Whereas we have to learn mm-hmm. to value nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's so helpful though, because in that nothing is where everything comes. And so when we make space for nothing, we get everything. Mm-hmm. And so yes, play, space. That's like for me such a value in partnership. Because when I can when I relate externalize my own feelings of I'm not doing enough, even though I'm doing, I'm doing enough, but like in my mind, I still feel like I'm not doing enough or like I need to be working more. If I, if I vocalize that to Eddie, my husband, um, he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you should go surf right now. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. You should take two weeks off. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Totally. I know that my man will, would say the same exact thing. It's like, no, you need to schedule it in. Like, mm-hmm. and do nothing on Sunday. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Don't get in the car. Don't do anything. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. No, it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> well, bring us more towards the end of this. I wanted to add on a couple more grounded real world, world questions outside of spirituality. And what if, one of them is, what are your non-negotiable daily and weekly practices? You kind of illustrated this a little bit. But. Yeah, yeah. I would say that every single day I start the day in gratitude. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, whatever I can think of. I make a lot of space for sacred study. Mm. For me, I get so much out of listening to certain teachers, of reading certain books, um, just say what I call sacred study. Mm-hmm. It, it it helps me to stay in the right energy and the right vibration. It's I get to like borrow inspiration from other people in the moment, and then continue to integrate more of that light into myself. Um, 
I'm doing a course right now on emotional alchemy. Mm. So working a lot with like the magic of emotions and the power that we can unlock through the emotional process, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Um, I do a lot of yoga. Yoga has become, again, a, new, a lifeline, again, for me. But not just any yoga. I oh, I need to find the teachers that resonate for me, that bring in the spirituality. Yeah, Hula has always been a sacred spiritual practice for me. Um, and then play. Mm-hmm. You know, really just like making play like part of my productivity, mm-hmm. part of my work, part of my job mm-hmm. um, is to play. So now you have to give us a list of your favorite um, sacred study people, teachers, okay. things. Okay. All right. I love um, Michael Beckwith's Agape. Mm-hmm. So I will just, on Sunday, he does the live stream. I will know that I'll get to tune into what he did on Sunday, on Monday or Tuesday. And it's normally like a 45-minute talk that I do listen to in the car. <laughs> but so it usually takes me a couple trips that I listen to in the car. I have um, Anita Briggs. Mm-hmm. which is she's the one I'm doing emotional alchemy with. Mm-hmm. It's not for everyone. It's, <laughs> she's intense. <laughs> it's, it's not only intense, but it's very like esoteric. It's very, very esoteric. esoteric. So I would yeah. say like not entry level. <laughs> <laughs> I am loving right now. Um, Cryon. I don't know if you guys, I don't know what that is. Wow. <laughs> My yoga teacher actually was like, Amanda, you need to listen to this. And I was, I had never heard of it. It is the best way for me to describe it. If you're not open to like channeling or anything, you're going to think it's really weird. But if you are on some, any level, it's incredible. But I would say that it's a channel of a electromagnetic field. Literally, it's a field. It's not an entity. It's not a person. It's a field of energy. And um, Cryon has has been channeling through this man who's a, who was an accountant for 30 years. Yeah profiting or not prophesizing but talking about this time that Mm -hmm. was coming and preparing and Mm -hmm. you know um just like the astrology was doing the transmissions recently like since march the since the covid stuff and you know the world everything that's happening are incredible Mm -hmm. like amazing so i will just like tune into those but i when i find content it's it is my driving material because that's kind of the only time i can do that that Mm -hmm. or dishes or yeah 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 um, I am also reading right now um, The Bowl of Light by mm. Hank Wesselman, which mm. is about um, a Hawaiian kahuna, Hale Makua, who was one of the last like true kahunas and all of his wisdom. It's like mind-blowing. Oh, my gosh. Ano Ano, which is another Hawaiian wisdom book that I'm reading right now. I love um, The Art of Peace. Like there's all these books and content that I just cycle through. I'm trying mm. – I think there's more video, but I'm, but I'm not – accessing it right now because mm-hmm. between Beckwith, Anita, and Chiron, I'm pretty well saturated. Chiron or Cryon? Oh, Cryon. Yeah. Okay. Did that's I, you, I said Chiron? Said the first time and then oh, switched Chiron is, is an asteroid or a comet. <laughs> and I'm mixing up astrology. Cryon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. That's a lot. Love it. And then what's your favorite purchase from the last few months? <laughs> Both business and for fun. <laughs> I don't know if I bought anything for the business. I've been so Saturnian. I've been like, I mean, I've I've hired some amazing people, but I don't like to think of buying them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe not that. (laughs) Um, But last weekend, I got the most beautiful dress. It's like the idyllic summertime 
popsicle dress. Popsicle <laughs> it dress. makes me feel like a popsicle. It makes me want to lick popsicles. Did you go in-person shopping or did you I did. Shop? I oh, did an in-person shopping and the whole store was like a festival inside. <laughs> Everybody's wearing masks, which is so awkward. But it was like, had such a, like, the girls, the women in there were happy to be there. It's like, people needing beauty mm -hmm. right now and needing like something that feels just fun mm -hmm. and and for themselves I guess so everyone in there was happy what store is it it was driftwood oh you love driftwood I love <laughs> driftwood and and my love knew that I needed that so he's like let's go shopping and That's he's so, so amazing he's like such a man's man and he's like mm -hmm. sitting in this store and this little girl <laughs> comes up to him and was like showing him her, her book it was just so fun oh. and there's this dress that he picked out uh-huh and I was like, oh, my God, please look good on me. Please look good on me. I love that dress so much. <laughs> and I put it on. I was like, oh, my God, I love this dress. And I walked out, and every every woman in the store was like, oh, my God, I love that dress. Women are so amazing. It's so fun. So it was just such a fun moment. And so that, I would say, is my favorite purchase in the last few months. Oh, I love yeah. that so much. Mm -hmm. mm. Just fun. Just that that for me is playful. Like my, my dad used to take me shopping when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. It was like my favorite thing to do with him. I would go to his office. He'd be on a business call. I'd wait out in, I'd wait for him. Then we'd go to lunch and mm -hmm. then we'd go shopping. Mm -hmm. And it was just fun. Yeah. We were talking about that before we, 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 we hit record of, um, my husband's been like that too recently. And I, I had to, I'm pretty sure that gifts are my love language, which I've, I've kind of like gone through a process with cause it kind of in some ways makes me feel vain. <laughs> No. But like I love buying gifts for people and I love when people just know the right gifts for me. Oh. So I kind of had to get over the fact that I just had to tell Eddie what to buy me. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and how Aphrodite to just yeah. receive oh, gifts. That's so true. Like we need to be able to just receive that. Yeah. And, and, and to be so grateful. And identify what we want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. A whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Whole nother topic <laughs> for a whole nother day. Well, Oh, Amanda, thank you so much. Oh, it's so fun. I'd hug you, but there's a thing in the middle of it. It would make an awkward make noise for all sound. of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where can everyone find you online? And we've mentioned a few things, so please, please enlighten us. Astrologyhub.com. If you want to find us on the web, you can go to um, the Astrology Hub podcast. If you want to listen to the podcast, that does have the weekly weather every week with a predictive astrologer and Ortley, who's a hoot. So much fun. Um, and then we have Instagram, astrology.hub. We have Facebook, Astrology Hub. So lots of different places. And you, you guys have forecasts on your website, right? Um, the forecast, yes, because we have the videos, we have the weekly videos. We I feel like I, like I saw a page on your website that were horoscopes or something. Oh yes, we do. My God. Thank you. We have horoscopes. <laughs> I know you just read your website. We do. Yes. Oh, you can go to astrologyhub.com and get your weekly horoscope sent to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that will be by sign, by sun sign and rising sign. So you mm -hmm. can look at both. Um, but that's your it's also free. rising. My sun is Capricorn. Uh -huh. My moon is Gemini. My rising is Aquarius. Okay. Oh, and I, I'm I'm a Virgo Sun, Gemini Rising, Cancer Moon. I haven't shared that before. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, awesome. And was there something that I should have asked you that I didn't? Anything else you want to share? Final notes. Oh my God. <laughs> I think if there was anything I just want to share in closing, it's that, and I know probably most of you can feel this too, that this time we're going through 
is is necessary and it's going to reveal so much more truth and so much more light at the end of it. And I know that this process is is hard for so many people, including myself at times. I mean, it's it's we're in like a crazy intense time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's this necessary breakdown before the breakthrough. And um, it's been written in the stars since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So you're right where you need to be. And I'll you came here. We're so, truly, yeah. like we are in an unprecedented time that we'll be talked about for years, hundreds, if not thousands of years. Like mm-hmm. we're living it. I've mm-hmm. always thought like, what would it have been like to be alive at like some of these really pivotal moments in time? It's like, oh, I get to experience it. Yeah. <laughs> like this is what it's like to be alive at a really pivotal moment in time. And so this is where we get to choose what it's going, how it's going to change us, mm-hmm. how it's going to help us become more of who we are. And so I, I just, as we're in the intensity and the ups and downs, it's like harnessing the potential and the opportunity at the same time. And we're here to help create the future. Yes, we are. We're so powerful. We really are. Yeah. I mean, we we really are. Like we came here for this time. Like mm-hmm. this is it. Like this is the time to step into our destiny mm-hmm. and to take all those experiences that you've had in your life and and know that they were all serving you for right now. Mm-hmm. And for you know, our kids are benefiting from all the things that we're modeling for them and we're showing them and the way that we're dealing with the adversity. And um it's it is a good news story at the end of the day. I truly believe that. Truly, truly believe that. Aww. So um I just am grateful for the opportunity to be here with you, Samantha, and to be able to share with your audience and to be a part of this growing vision that you have and you're putting your heart out there and it's just beautiful to be a part of it. Thank you. Don't forget to follow on Instagram at the dirty alchemy and comment, letting me know what you think of the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on when a new episode is coming out and please rate and review. If you're loving this conversation, it really helps until next time. Happy magical marketing and have a very enchanting day.